we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Information is free. There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my God. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of The Criticast. The name is Larry, and it is such an absolute pleasure being with you in spite of the fact that, like, as I said last week, the world is in a troubled place and that sort of thing. And I will still talk about some of the troubles. Uh, in the second part of the episode, I will talk about uh, the issues to do with Lady Squanda and that violence. I'm going to speak about how Zimbabwe itself is uh, adopting something for violent culture. And in the final segment, I'll talk about sexless marriages. So, yeah, uh, just, uh, yeah, I'm using uh, uh, the Zoom H1 recorder, which is pretty exciting. So it's a device. This is pretty awesome. It's going to capture the sound a lot better and that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about in this 127th episode of the Criticast. But the first thing I'll talk about is, of course, the biggest story last week is uh, the leader of this flag movement. Uh, it's a non-political movement that was started by a man by the name of Ivan Mawadire, who was a pastor in Harare. Well, they called for a shutdown, which sort of didn't happen because of various reasons. Some of it do with the economy. You know, some people say, I can't really afford not to go to work. Uh, especially if you're in a lower income bracket and so forth. But he had been arrested the day before because of troubles that uh, had happened the week before and so forth and then charged with uh, inciting violence and public violence and sort of thing. Then when he got to court, the charges were changed to something else that kind of felt like treason and all that thing. And then uh, before the charges had been changed, there was a vigil that was outside. Uh, a couple of thousand people had been were, were holding prayers and he was finally released, released around 7 p.m., and it was an event that caught the the, the international eye and that, and that sort of thing. Uh, is I don't know. Many people have been asking me, especially on social media, why I'm not really talking much about it. It's because I think I've spent too much of my time talking about politicians. I mean, by, by next year, it's been 20 years in which we've dedicated our lives as Zimbabweans to talking about politicians all the time and talking about issues that relates to politics and somebody says no no this is not politics but politics is everyday life i'm going to give an example in the united kingdom right now the brexit vote has changed a lot of people's lives but you find that cricket matches are still going on music is still being played and this sort of thing and we we're talking less and less about issues that that are out there like for example on that very same day right uh the supreme court or the con court passed a law which will allow uh, uh, the possibility of murder, murder is being pardoned, and uh, people have just ignored that. And you know, in other countries, it'd be like a big debate: like, should murderers be given the the option to get out of prison? That sort of thing. I mean, ultimately, that's going to be something. That was something that was decided decided on the basis of constitutionalism. But at the same time, you know, when you think about it, when you think of matters of law, you got to, you also have to take into consideration consideration. What well, the public good is, what will p people feel that the, the need for justice has been satisfied if someone who's been sentenced to life imprisonment could be pardoned um, because they committed a murder and that sort of thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange situation. So, yeah, make sure you don't keep your eye off the boards while you're keeping your eyes on whatever you're interested in as far as politics is concerned. 
Also happening this past week, uh, former Reserve Bank Governor, Advisor and a Member of Parliament, uh, Dr. Munyaradze Kereke, was handed a 14-year sentence for rape. It was said to have raped his niece by marriage. And, uh, yeah, there was a case that had been going around and around. Remember, this case only became to light because uh, suspended Prosecutor General uh, Johannes Tonemana had decided that he was not going to pursue this issue. Then it was compelled by the courts uh, by, by way of a private prosecution certificate to take this issue up, uh, or rather to issue a private uh, prosecution certificate uh, to the family that wanted Mr. or rather Dr. Kereke to be charged and so forth. And he's been found guilty and he will spend 10 years of his life in prison. And then, oh yeah, I want to say my condolences to the people that died in this Nice bombing as well as uh, other disasters that happened across the world. And finally, uh, Zimbabwe has done very well at the World Championship of Performing Arts. Silent Ngongo, uh, Tafadzwa, as well as, uh, you know, uh, do you, Timothy Hugo, as well as Pro Beats and so forth, were representing Zimbabwe. And we came, back, came away from that tournament in the United States, that is particularly in Hollywood, with uh, 12 medals, which is pretty exciting because, you know, it shows that there's some serious talent. I'm pretty excited about this guy by the name of Silent, because he's just gotten, he's, by winning uh, the tournament, he's uh, landed himself a Hollywood deal, which is all good news. Yeah, pretty exciting. The deal is that he will be produced by, uh, producer by the name of Jeff Weber, who produces for Ariana Grande, so that's pretty exciting. By the way, Silent became the first Zimbabwean to ever get, become a grand champion at the World Championship of Performing Arts, so pretty excited. You listen to the Criticast. <laughs> Yes, the Criticast, the name is Larry, and uh, this past week, uh, a rancid video uh, recorded by a woman by the name of Lady Squander. Now, she's a Zimbabwean dancehall artist, and uh, she's quite controversial, that sort of thing. Yeah, that came out, and uh, yeah, everybody's catching feelings. Oh, no. In the video, just to describe it, it's like a really horrible video in which uh, a comedian by the name of uh, Skimbo, who who presents a local skit, kind of show like a news kind of show type thing that he does well he had some unsavory things to say about lady squanda and uh, over an in an incident in which she's stayed over at a um, lodge and apparently it is said that she stole panties from somebody uh yeah <laughs> okay as if that's not really ridiculous all on its own she now films herself going to find this skimbo guy right with a couple of her friends and then when they find him they beat they smack him in the video she's seen smacking the guys uh slapping him and the sort of thing and then not only that she gets the guy to, she forces the guy essentially to lick the under part of her, her foot yeah, that actually happened. Total gangster-like uh, moves and that sort of thing. And I was like, yo, what the hell, though? What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she goes on to apologize the next day to her fans. No mention of the poor guy that she, you know, gave a taste of underfoot. Maybe she's got a foot fetish. Who doesn't know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe she's thinking this guy enjoyed it. I don't know. It's just like, yeah. But it got me thinking about how penchant for violence as a society become as a, as a means of problem solving. Because this past week also, a recent, this is a, what, Friday or Saturday, uh, the news came out of a man from South Africa, or a Zimbabwean man in South Africa, who shot his wife 11 times and then turned the gun on himself after uh, he found out that uh, she was giving somebody else affection on social media. That is on WhatsApp. 
And it's this incidences of this sort are increasing by the day, in which we're sort of, you know, defaulting to uh, the use of violence as a form of problem solving. And we, you know, we've always had this idea of ourselves as Zimbabweans that we're peace-loving people. We don't get up to any business and so forth. But in reality, I think we're beginning to touch that violent nerve. And if we're not careful, it's going to be full-blown violence. We're going to start killing each other a lot more as a form of problem-solving. It's going to be fights breaking out. I mean, like, if the, we, we, I've often said it before that we, we, you know, we often use the statement as an off-the-cuff sort of statement which, in which we say, the reason somebody's behaving in a certain way is kusaroa. Essentially, uh, it's because they haven't gotten a beating. That's why they're behaving in a certain way. So it's, it, it is that it's worrying me because it's increasing every single day when you read uh, local tabloids. So many incidences of violence. And you know, it's not even, you know, the, 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 the random kind of violence. It's like, you know, like really hardcore type of violence. And now you, if you marry that with criminal elements, you're brewing something scary. So, you know, just shun violence. And anyone who just says anything that says, you know, uh, promote violence in any sort of way or justifies it can't be. Can, it can't be the solution. You know, when you're talking about the cops defaulting to violence, that's, that's the society. Because it's, it's the impression that if somebody sees violence, then they're going to change their behavior. Yet there is no evidence to suggest that. And you can see that from the action of uh, Lady Squander, that she glorifies violence. I mean, look, the fact that she apologized to her, to her fan zone is not a big deal. I mean, either of the day, a convicted murderer by the name of Vibes Cartel is in prison, but still a top-selling artist. Yes, it is the final segment of the Criticast. The name is Larry. And uh, yeah, this uh, past week or a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it's been increasing really, where I've got friends who come to me and say, like, oh, you know what, I'm just having less and less sex in my marriage. I don't know what's happening and so forth. So I went to the good old internet because, you know, the internet just understands everybody. It's everybody's friend. Just go www.google why people have less sex in marriages and so forth and whatnot. Now, um, I came across an article on men's health. I'm going to quote it quite a bit in this uh, st- uh, part of the, the argument or rather of the criticast. And it's about why people are just having less and less sex. And, you know, the, this guy who writes this article is called Jim Thornton. Yeah, and he writes about the fact that, you know, you met this lovely woman and everything seems to be going fine and they got married. And so at some point they just stopped having sex, you know. Uh, so, you know, it's, there's research that's taken, take, that's been taken into consideration. And, and I think one of the big things, first of all, before, uh, I even talk about it, I think one of the big things that he stressed a lot about was the fact that many people who were worried about their sex life were often on the basis of comparing themselves to each other. But then this is stats from the United States. Unfortunately, I don't think we have stats in Zimbabwe. But it says uh, two major studies have have revealed that one in six American marriages are sexless, depending on how that uh, term is defined. One study found that 16% of married couples hadn't had sex in the month prior to being contacted for the National Survey of Families and Households. Another study by the uh, University of uh, Chicago sociologist Edward Lawman a leading researcher in this field, uh, included concluded that about 14% of married men and 15% of married women had had little or no sex within the previous year. One study found that 14% of married men hadn't had sex in the past year. Uh, yeah, 
Fourth, gosh, and if you're squirming with the recognition, maybe you should relax now. When you, when you see what happens is that it is the scary thing now in the research that's coming out is that it's happening. Uh, the, the concept of infrequent sex is happening at younger ages because, you know, the 21st century life has become very passion sapping. It's about work, distractions, family, kids, stress, medication, porn, you know, <laughs> exhaustion, indifference. There's so many factors that are contributing to the fact that we're just having less and less sex. You know, uh, you, you look at uh, issues to do with the fact that, um, I mean, only 5% are, have, uh, are having four sex, of, sex four more times a week. Uh, that's one third of people between 18 and 15 have, 59 times having less than sex than once a month. Or not at all because of lack of a partner. So some people are just because they don't have a partner. Uh, for another third, it's about once a week, and for the rest, maybe twice a week, a bit more. So that's more, you know, rounded out study. That's also by uh, Professor Lawman. Now, you know, s some of the problems have uh, persisted since the invention of marriage. You know, like health disorders, like uh, that makes sex impossible, the lack of a desire, and you know, uh, relationship conflicts, and you know, th those are things that 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 don't help sex life. But it, it's, it, it's, I think it's the idea that's fascinating a lot more um, the people in as far as this field is concerned, is that uh, between 20, ages between 20 and 30 is where there has been this increase in less sex within the marriage. Now, in as far as all this concerned, I think the science around it is also saying that we shouldn't really be shocked about it. Don't really be scared. Don't be... I think one of the reasons that has also been... Uh, one of the things that was also found in the study, that women often traditionally initiated sex because they wanted to get closer to their partner or they wanted to satisfy their partner as opposed to really being interested in it. So, I mean, you know, if you're in a, a marriage that is lacking the, the, you know, the traditional verve and so forth... The, 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 the science simply seems to say that, you know what, don't feel like you're being cheated, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, don't feel like uh, you're be, like there's something wrong. You know, they, I, I think there's uh, someone called Mr. Fisher was also mentioned in there in the book Anam the Anatomy of Love, a history, a natural uh, history of mating, marriage and why we stray. Uh, that early stage of intense romantic love drives up the d dopamine system, which in turn increases testosterone and strong li libido. That's early days. But over time, attachment becomes more and more powerful, and this does not necessarily trigger the sex drive. So, I mean, I, I know the people out there thinking to themselves, so what do I do? What do I do? Well, you know... It's a difficult thing to, to really delve into because I think the causes of it are varying. There are some people who, whose sex life is killed by their past, you know, possibly the more relationships you've had, the easier it is to cut and run. Skills like communication and compromise aren't developed. So, you know, because you've been in past relationships, so many of them, and, and you know, you every time something went wrong in the relationship, you just ran and, you know, and that sort of thing. That, that is a contributing factor that has been resulted in later uh, people having, uh, you know, less sex. Another, another important thing is uh, our ancestors didn't really have sex for that long. Because they got married at an earlier age, you know, they, they had kids when they were younger and so forth. So we're outliving people by a long distance. This is something that's a very critical factor. I know this flies in the face of the 20 to 30 argument earlier on. 
But our ancestors before would get married by 17, 18 and be done with having kids by 30. And, you know, they'd be dead by the time they hit 40. And we're living longer. So we don't know what to do. I think we're the first creatures of our time to really now start dealing with these issues. You know, so modern men can procreate for long, you know, longer or at least longer years and or at least pretend that they can and so forth. So it's, 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 it's a really fascinating piece of study that I came across. Uh, there's also the idea of the kids when they become all your, you, all your attention, uh, you know, everything that you do, uh, you know, a recent trend towards delaying pregnancy may further exacerbate all this because uh, obviously parents in their 30s and 40s are not as energetic as they, as they once were. That's another one. And of course, uh, stress is a sex killer. Absolutely. And as I said earlier on, when you do comparisons and so forth. And the other thing that many people don't really talk about, because because we get married for so varying reasons, is, and this is why I said finding the root cause is going to be very difficult, is mismatches. You know, uh, partners can have dry spells. That happens. You know, <laughs> it really happens. But if if you are just not attracted to each other anymore, or, you know, there was just that initial spark and so forth, that that, that is an issue. Because, you know, it, it becomes an issue later on because uh, when you're now living together, there's n- remember that cut and run thing I talk about? There's, that option doesn't exist anymore. So, yeah, that thing doesn't exist anymore. So you, you, you're now dealing with real issues in which you now have to stay with this person, their kids and all that other stuff and so many other commitments. But, uh, yeah, as I said, and as far as dealing with this, this uh, situation is concerned, this is something that you're going to have to... D- Find a professional who can help you with it and that sort of thing. And with that, I say thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of The Criticast. Uh, my name is Larry, and uh, I just want to uh, remind you that if you don't want to miss an episode of The Criticast, just go to iono.fm. Uh, just look for The uh, Criticast and also go to uh, what's this, uh, iTunes and look for Criticast and subscribe there. And then also uh, follow me on Twitter at Quidirai. Email me, info at LarryQuidirai.com. Quidirai has got a Y-I at the end. Catch me on ZFM Stereo between 6.30 and 7 p.m. Or rather 6 and 6.30 uh, on Tuesday Night Football and between 8.30 and 9 p.m. on Help Matters. That's all on Tuesday. And that I say, take care of yourself and the people that you love. And I leave you with a simple statement. The way to judge a society's worth is whether the children live or die. That's Bill Gates. The name is Larry. It's been the Criticast. Take care of yourself. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out?